we answer two pre-questions first? Thanks, Tom. I've had a couple of people give me, uh, raise questions already. The first question was, 4 p.m. people that go there, do they know about giving, and are we going to do something about that? And the answer is, it's on Tom's to-do list. He's going to be talking to the 4 p.m. people. The second part of that question was, are people generally aware about gift aid, how gift aid works, if you give money to the church, that, 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 that if you're a taxpayer, that we can reclaim 25% extra if somebody's prepared to sign a gift aid declaration? And the answer is that whenever somebody gives us a gift, I always go back to them and say, had, were you aware of gift aid? Will you be happy to sign a form? If they say, I'm not a taxpayer, I just double check. I say, do you get a pension or something like Because people sometimes think they're not taxpayers when actually their pension slip actually has a tax deduction and they are taxpayers. So I, I push back on that. But if they say, no, no, I, I earn less than, I think it's about 14,000 pounds a year and I'm not a taxpayer, in which case I say, that's fine, you can sign a gift aid declaration, but otherwise I personally will follow up with them and ask them to sign a gift aid declaration. Uh, so that's that. And, and somebody else asked, uh, they give through CAF, and was I able to claim gift aid on the money that's given through CAF, the Charities Aid Foundation? The Charities Aid Foundation, the way they work is that when you give money to Charities Aid Foundation, they claim the gift aid on your gift. So the pot is increased by the gift aid, and then you give out of that pot, which includes gift aid, to the charities that you support. So we, when we receive a gift from CAF, it already has gift aid in it, if, if that's eligible. So I can't claim any extra gift it. Alas, I wish I'd love to have a double dip at the Chancellor's pocket, but I, I, I'm not allowed to do that because a gift aid has already been claimed on that gift. So those are the questions I've taken so far. Any other questions from the floor? Sorry, just going to use the mic so we can have it on a recording. Um, I didn't realise, Mike, that the um, expenditure for buildings was weekly. That's amazing. Oh, if, if only it was that simple, Julie. It's not weekly. What I've done is I've taken the annual numbers and divided them by 52. So, so that's the average weekly. So it's not as if we got two or 300 a week. What happens is that there's nothing for a couple of weeks, and then I get a bill for £1,000 or something like that. So, you know, it's lumpy, and it comes in in big chunks. Um, uh, if you multiply the number in the leaflet by 52, that's the answer. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have a leaflet right here, but what, whatever 52 times that number is, that's what we spent last. This is in 2022 on buildings. Now, that does include things like the lift and a few other things. There are a few super-duper extra expenses that we incurred that year. So... Uh, Correct. So multiply that by, by, by 52, it's like 50 grand, and that includes the lift, it includes um, when, we, when we have to repair uh, the gents lose, when the alarm has to be replaced, everything to do, all the maintenance uh, activity. It, in fairness, 2022 was a really heavy year for maintenance. I, I reduced the budget for 2023, uh, because we, we, we did some big things like replace the lift. The lift was 30 grand, so, you know, that's, that's, that's a big chunk of that 50. Great. Next question. 
Yeah, just a quick one. What would you? What's our average percentage of give, mission giving? It doesn't. It looks quite low, but I may be wrong. We've this year we've given, or we're going to be giving very shortly, ten thousand pounds out of approximate income of about one hundred and ninety thousand pounds. So that's ten out of one hundred and ninety, i.e., one nineteenth, something like five-ish, five, five to six percent. Now it'd be lovely to give ten percent or twenty percent of our income, but people don't. I think generally don't primarily give to St. John's because we give to outside parties. So why don't you just give directly to the outside party? They give to St. John's because of the work we're doing here and wanting to support our church. And we have come off a low base. The year before, it was like £8,000. So we're building and we're trying to increase it. But it's not 10% of total income. Now, total income does include some restricted funds, things like if people give for youth work then that's just for youth work. And we don't take 10% of that and give it to someone else because they've given for youth work, so we, we allocate that to youth work. Uh, and you, you then have to sit down and say, okay, well, so how much can we give? We have to pay the electricity, so we can't give 10% of the money that we would have paid to the electricity to mission, etc. So it's, it's, a, it's a judgment call in that the PCC sits down uh, about November time, so if I look a bit pressurized, it's because I'm look, thinking about the 24 budget, but we sit down every, every year and we say, okay, we think the income's gonna be this, how much should we be allocating to maintenance and repairs and electricity and gas, and how much can we afford to reasonably to give to uh, third-party missions? Does that answer your question, Rosie? It's probably also worth adding that this year has been a big increase in the amount that we've given to missions. Is that right? It's gone from 8,000 to 10,000. So it's moving, it's moved up after a dip at COVID. And then also we as a church also give in other ways. So not just the money we allocate, but we also raise the money for a tier fund and Christian aid and other things at Christmas and other bits. So that's still us as a church raising money. So I think it's actually more than it, looks it's just it doesn't all go through the books in quite the same way is that fair Judy I think that the uh, global mission uh, giving what did we say about six percent we've um, also got to consider um, mission here that what we give to Love Southbourne and for the youth and youth camps that's mission as well um, there's so many things that are covered in local mission you know when we put on events and free barbecues and all things like that i think that you would find that the percentage is you know quite a bit higher than that um 10,000 we we you know we give lo loads more um you know and raise money for stone pillar and things like that so it does, I mean, we'd love to see 10%, wouldn't we, everybody, given away? Um, but in total, I think it, it, it's more than the 10,000 in practice. Yeah, thanks, Julie. Absolutely right, Julie. One of the questions when the PCC was deliberating this increase to £10,000 last year was, hang on a minute, 
exactly that. Love Southbourne is mission locally, so we should count that as part of our mission giving. How much is that? And very honestly, it's really hard for me to tease out the, all the expenses, youth work and uh, having youth and families workers as part of our outreach into the community. So how much of that should we count as our mission giving, local mission as well as the wider international and mission abroad and mi other missionary agencies and so on. So. Uh, I, I am working on, when in all my spare time as treasurer, which is like zero, I'm working on trying to come up with a sort of total mission number, including outside missionary giving and, and, and local domestic Southbourne mission, including youth work and families. But I, I don't have a number on that. If we did, my estimate would be it'd be more close, close to 15% if you add everything in there, because youth work and families, we got salaries and quite significant youth expenses and things like that that are incurred. So it would be nearer 15%, but I don't have a number on that. Other questions? Thanks, Karen. So the, uh, the work that you're going to do next door, the changes to the hall, etc., how does that get funded? Do we need to raise money for that, or do we get a grant? Or? Very good question. Um, we've, Eric Thompson, who's sort of steering the effort, is always very reluctant to say how much it will cost, because it's like asking how long is a piece of string, you know? And it's clearly, I mean, the indications are that it's going to be many hundreds of thousands of pounds and our context is that our annual income is 200-ish K, and we're looking at five, seven, nine hundred thousand pounds. So that's obviously a kind of scary number as treasurer. I'm sitting here going, oh yes, so we're just gonna find that off the money tree. But the reality is we're gonna to have to make special appeals, we're gonna to have to ask congregation members to please dig deep and con consider helping with that. We're gonna try and raise money where we can do match funding. We're going to approach grant-making organizations. Jill and Sue McNeil have got so many T-shirts of approaching grant agencies with applications and so on that they're really, really expert at that, and they've been able to obtain huge amounts of grants for us in the past. But yeah, if, if I don't know, say 700, 900,000 pounds for all the work that's going to need to be done, that's a big ask, and it's not, not a trivial one at all. A uh, qu question was, will we get anything from the diocese? I think the answer is most likely no, because they don't have a big pot of things for churches to do. But Tom would know better than me. I think what we... <clears throat> this is... Mrs. Um, I'm in generous mood. Um, <clears throat> I think the benefit we get from the diocese is that there will be some experience and expertise in fundraising that they will help us with, but we won't get cash. Thanks, Tom. Other questions? Stun them all into silence. I think they're all thinking how we're going to get 900,000 pounds. That's a good one. We thought we specifically did this on a wet day so that everyone realized how important it would be to have a dry access through to the hall. Is everyone happy with the way the Church of England is, arranges the finances of churches? Because I, I mean, I've known about it for decades and I still find it a bit confusing. Is everyone happy with that? That makes sense what I said earlier. We all put our money into a pot and then they pay centrally costs. So, if, for example, I'm, I'm not paid by St. John's, I'm paid by the National Church. Everyone happy with that? 
Because often it comes up at times like interregnums and vacancies and people say, well, why are we still paying the same amount of money? We haven't had a vicar for a year. Um, and there are some questions around that, but the answer is that it's all collect done collectively and the money that is saved from not paying for some vicars in some churches some of the time is still distributed across all of the churches all of the time uh, alongside costs for curates and that sort of thing. So were we to get a curate, for example, we wouldn't have to pay them. Their stipend and their housing now would all be paid centrally and we'd only have to pick up their expenses. I'm not saying we will get a curate because there's fewer and far between, but all of those kind of things are organised centrally. Thanks, Tom. Other questions? Can, can I just say... Uh, I know most of the people in the room kindly give generously or regularly already. Thank you so much for your generous gifts. It's really, really... It, it, funding all these things would be impossible without your generous giving, so thank you very much indeed. Yes, thank you. Let me add the thank you to that and to anyone who's listening uh, as well. Thank you, huge thank you to Ian and other members of the finance team and related things like buildings teams, uh, mission teams uh, for all your time. Uh, I just want to add two final things quickly. One is to say, uh, just to let everyone know, it's always my policy that I never know what anyone gives. Uh, I will never know. I think that's very important. Some people have to know, but we keep that as minimal as possible. Um, and the other thing I just wanted to add to what we said right at the beginning, we do want to teach on giving for, across our services, across our congregations, but I think there's just a wisdom in recognising the average position that people are at on their discipleship journey and finding the right place to start from where most people are at. You can't be exact. Every congregation is going to be a mix, but I think it just needs to be done in the right way. Same truth, taught in the right way to different people based on where they're at, but it is very, very much on our agenda. If that's it, we've probably all got lunch and dry homes to go to. Shall I pray? Father, thank you so much for all that we've been thinking about this morning. Thank you for all those who give towards the ministry and mission of this church financially. Thank you for those who give as well with their time, with their prayers, with their expertise, uh, with their voluntary service, with their encouragements at the door, with their welcome next to them in the seats uh, on a Sunday. Father, thank you for all the ways that we can give back to you out of your goodness and grace and generosity to us. We commit all the things we've mentioned into your hands. Help us, Lord, to not be a church that exists to serve the building, but may all the things that we have that have been entrusted to us help serve us as your people, living out our call as your disciple-making disciples. Father, would you help us to see all that we have and use all that we have in response to you and for the sake of the coming of your kingdom. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everybody.